Hey, Glory here with Successful Marketing Group. As you know, I work with local businesses, and right now, I'd love your help in supporting local Twin Cities restaurants. This month, I'd like to spotlight Day by Day Cafe. They've been a St. Paul institution since 1980. My daughter and I have been going there for almost 20 years. They're family-owned and loved for their scratch kitchen breakfast and magical outdoor patio with koi pond. Oh, and their new wood-fire pizzas are a big hit. Go to my Instagram at SuccessfulBizOwners for more info on them. Welcome back to the Cheryl Reeves Show. As usual, we have something we really want to talk about today. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. Please follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. Uh, thanks to all our sponsors, all of our listeners. We'll tell you more about them later. Let's get right to it, Cheryl. Uh the NCAA's treatment of the women in the women's basketball tournament, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, and I probably am not shocked by the, the sexism. I guess I'm more surprised at just how stupid they are to think <laughs> that this wouldn't – I mean, you know, listen, we know that misogyny exists, right? We know bigotry exists. It, it's a major, major factor in American life. I guess what I really have trouble – grasping is how they thought they could treat women that way and not get called out on it and not have it become the major story of the entire first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Well, the reason is, is because the, you know, they, they've done it for years. Uh, As we've heard so many of us that have have been in the game for so long, uh, this, this has gone on uh, without a consequence for years. And this is what I was saying about this generation uh, of young women, uh, whether they be high school, college, they expect so much more now. And it's, it, it makes me so proud because that's the way it should be. We, as I've said this however many times that we feared saying anything and, you know, what a shitty way to live life is to fear that what, uh, what, you know, we have title nine legislation, uh, that was supposed to be the solution. Uh, but as we know, it's not. And, and most schools are, uh, that's the other thing too. There's two things that come from this. You know, one obviously really excited for this generation, uh, but one of the most sickening things uh, that came from this was that Lynn Holtzman stood there and was the voice of it, uh, or was the face of apologizing and saying we fell short, um, and that that is uh, just flat out wrong and disgusting uh, because men are the reason why. Lynn Holtzman certainly wanted the first class, and I am quite sure proposed and maybe even brought to their attention that this isn't something that would be good enough uh, for the NCAA women's tournament. Uh, and so Lynn Holtzman was the one that stood there and, you know, and said, we fell short. Well, where's Mark Emmert? You know, where is he uh, in all this? And, and uh, you know, we, we know that obviously he falls short in almost everything that he does uh, with regard to the NCAA uh, but this has been going on for years, and and uh, you know this generation is calling attention to it. And so let's not be surprised. Let's not act like you know the women are going. Yeah, okay, it happened. You know, like I, I can go all the way back to when I played in the '80s when Title IX was young. Um, but it's it's gone on year after year after year, and it's not it, it's not exclusive to the NCAA tournament. And then the second part of this is, let's not forget about the schools. The schools should not get off the hook on this mm-hmm. because it's not just the NCA. It's virtually every college institution and for sure high schools that fall short of Title IX legislation and providing equal access and quality of experience. Uh, That's what Title IX says. 
And, and so every, every, I mean, there are so many institutions that are in violation of Title IX. But again, why do they do it? Because they know they can. Or at least that's how they've, they've been uh, before. Now, I would be awfully cognizant if I were in a position of leadership of this generation of, you know what, we've done this for years and nobody has said anything, but that's not the path forward anymore. Um, and, and let's get it right. And, and, and uh, you know, like I said, kudos to uh, – I, <laughs> and I also struggle with the improvement. Uh, you know, yeah. Dick's jumped, Dick stepped in there and said, hey, we're ready. Uh, to, you know, it's just why, how fast they were able to turn around, uh, st- something that still was not, uh, equal to the men, uh, you know, and, and quite embarrassing, I, I think in terms of what they ended up, uh, you know, landing on and, you know, trying to rectify the situation quickly and, and acting like a few curtains and uplighting, uh, would, would, uh, increase the quality of the experience. You already told the women what they mean to you. Uh, so all of it was just, um, you know, for those of us that have been doing it for years, whether it's Muffet McGraw that speaks out or Dawn Staley, uh, those come from different generations. They're both pioneers. Um, it's just been going on. You know, this is our life. This is what happens all the time. Uh, and I don't want to hear people talk about the, Hey, it's a business. No, it's not actually college athletics is amateur. Uh, now there are, there are many people that want to make it a business. And so if it's a business, then pay the athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a whole nother, you know, can of worms there. So, but yeah, just a tough weekend. Uh, but I said this before, when we talk about the, the last president that we had, uh, now people are doing things in the light of day. You, you cannot do anything without it being recognized somewhere, uh, in some form of video or, uh, you know, some way to kind of put it on blast that, you know, for all the, all the world to see. And, uh, it's disappointing that on the biggest stage and, and even testing, um, you know, why does the testing have to be different? I, I, I heard that, well, in Indianapolis, you know, they're using such and such lab and then in San Antonio, well, it, it's not, it's not the same. And it should, it, that, I mean, just being equal in terms of your health, uh, would be great great equal consideration, but I guarantee you there was more money associated with it and they don't want to put more money in it. They won't put all the money into the men's side. So many aspects of this I want to get to. There are a lot of little details and side notes I want to, and a lot of things you brought up that I want to get more fully into. Reminder, uh, please subscribe. If you have a podcast app, subscribing is free. It's just an easy way to have the shows delivered to you. Check out talknorth.com for all the shows. We're going to be adding some really great personalities of the network coming up here, including a good friend of mine. Uh, If you'd like to advertise with us, you can reach Karen Cleary, former Twins executive at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. Thank you to Gloria Ramsey. You heard her ad already. Thank you also to Rudy Luther Toyota and Cara Quinn, your Vibe Realtor. And uh, check out all the other shows at talknorth.com. So, you know, first of all, as far as it always having been this bad or worse, you're absolutely right. Sally Jenkins, the great. uh, Oh, her was a great story. Yeah, from uh, and she's a great columnist for the Washington Post. She's been a great journalist for a long time, but she was also close with Pat Summit and really knew the women's game. And she she wrote about I don't know it was two thousand four, two thousand five, some back, somewhere back in that decade that uh, at the women's final four they put up the Tennessee women's team at like a basically a motel uh, that was also hosting like a ca- dog canine uh, convention where like the women were actually afraid to go out of their hotel rooms. They had eight out of vending machines. It's, you know, as you said, this has been going on for a long time. The only good thing about, as you mentioned, the former president or this happening right now is that now at least we're seeing there's a way to publicly react in a way that calls people out for this kind of behavior. 
yeah, you know, like you said, just uh, the the video didn't lie, right? And and it just, uh, you know, obviously that prompted uh, the the immediate reaction, and uh, I hope embarrassment, um, uh, and and you know, for all the decision makers, and you know, and then there's also, you know, I I don't know Lynn Holtzman's position, uh, but I'm assuming that she asked for quite more than what they they got, or they maybe, you know, this is what they do. They go, this is your budget. Don't go, don't go over, don't go penny over your budget. That's what they do for the women. Um, you know, and like I said, now, you know, it's, it's a different time and you're going to be held accountable. So let, let's get into uh, a couple of reports that are out there about all of this. We're also going to talk some basketball later, by the way. We do want to thank our sponsors, though. You've heard from Lori Ramsey, the successful marketing group. Thanks also to Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. And thanks also to Cara Quinn, longtime friend of the program, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. She now works for Vibe uh, Realty, VibeMN.com. And she's a great person if you are buying, buying or selling. Uh, I know I've been talking to home buyers and home sellers lately, and houses are moving very quickly. Uh, and you need somebody who can operate quickly for you. Cara is a great appreciator of home design, uh, of rehabbing occasional investment properties. That's kind of how she got the idea to switch from all of her other careers into real estate. She's very good at what she does. You can find out everything you need to know about her at vibemn.com or just Google Cara Quinn, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. So the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Emmert was speaking to a, a, some kind of a basketball group this morning. And he he said, uh, oh, that wasn't, that was really wasn't supposed to be a work a weightlifting room or a workout room. It's just the room they use before they go out on the court. So, I mean, it's just the weakest possible lie because we've <laughs> seen, we've seen direct comparisons between what the men had and what the women had. And the fact I, I, I just, again, I don't get how he thinks he's going to get away with it. I'm just, I'm just, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous to a point that makes me angry and, uh, and that's why I'm stumbling over my words because I'm trying not to cuss. <laughs> well, you know, his mindset is, is very much, this will go away. Um, you know, this is, you know, it's just the women's game. You know, it'll, I'll take some backlash for a little bit and, and I'll get back to what I really want to do, which is, you know, focus on the, the men's tournament, uh, which by the way, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's like you said, there's, this is going to uncover so many things that we could, we could talk about, but just the very nature of, um, you know, what was also talked about, uh, when this came out is that, uh, NCA March Madness is assumed to mean men's basketball. Yep. Um, and, and so, it you know we, just that recognition alone at the highest levels that there should not be it's it's either NCA basketball uh, for both and I, I understand the challenges there so then therefore it should be NCA men's basketball NCA women's basketball uh, by virtue of them saying NCA basketball uh, fund or default is uh, men's basketball you're belittling and marginalizing the women whether it's basketball or any other sport. 
uh, that's the way it should be. And then the other really interesting thing, you know, for those that, that want to talk about the business of sports and, and too bad women, nobody's, nobody really cares. Uh, that's a crock. Um, you know, I'm going to struggle not swearing a little bit too on this podcast that, uh, you know, ESPN paid $500 million, as Sally Jenkins pointed out, $500 million uh, to to have the rights for the tournament, which, by the way, uh, has has grown in ratings um, year over year. And um, when when a uh, women's team in the NCAA tournament wins a game, there is zero payout as a pair as compared to when a men's basketball uh, tournament game winner uh, they they receive uh, you know monetary. Um, you know, of, of terms of cut of, of the billion, uh, whatever the number is on, on the men's side. Uh, and so the fact that we can't even participate in the revenue sharing part of it, uh, there are so many things. I think David Barry, we need to have him on this week, maybe our next show this week, yeah. uh, to talk about that. Uh, you know, the on, women's basketball generated $545 million of revenue. Uh, and then when the men did that, you know, 15, 16, 18 years ago, whatever it was, it was considered a major sport because uh, of the uh, revenue generation. Yet here, the women are generating this kind of money with less than 5% of the media coverage. And we know this is, by the way, let's celebrate this. We, we will have a celebration point. ESPN. Oh my gosh. What an incredible weekend of all the games being televised, mm-hmm. uh, which we haven't had before. Uh, so I want to give ESPN credit uh, where credit is due, it's no longer that whip around coverage where you have one game on and then you, you know, you peek in on these other games, which was just awful for those of us that wanted to sit down and just consume, uh, women's basketball this time of year. So, you know, kudos to them. They're doing better. They're paying more for it. It's still one of the biggest bargains there is in TV dollars, uh, how little, uh, is, is devoted to women's sports. But, um, you know, again, you know, ESPN paid, you know, 545 million, I think was the number, uh, the women's teams that win those games get nothing other than I think Sally talked about a pat on the back, uh, mm-hmm. for, for winning the game. So, uh, we've just got to do better. We've got to just understand that the same way you think about men's sports or men's basketball, do the same thing for the women, because when you do that for the men, uh, you see what, what it can become, you know, do that same investment mindset in the women's sport and you will see exactly the same results. It'll take the same amount of time that it took men's sports to get there. I quoted David Barry in my column. Uh, we're talking here on Monday that, that appeared in the Monday Star Tribune. And he said that in 2003, 2002-2003, NCAA men's basketball produced $848 million. In 2018-19, women's basketball produced $974 million. There you go. Less than only football and men's basketball. Now, you know, there's a little bit of an inflation adjustment, blah, blah, blah. But nine hundred and seven. Can you imagine any sports organization saying – well, this group of people made us $974 million, even we don't, though we don't pay them. Let's exactly save right. money on them. I was going to say, so we make all that money by putting so little into it. Yeah. That's why I say that that's what's really incredible is the ability to be so successful, but yet so uh, poorly supported. Um, you know, uh, by, you know, whether it's by schools or, 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 you know, if you think about the larger part of society, corporations, media, et cetera. So it's really incredible. And it, it is something to be really proud of. Um, but I, I, you know, this generation just, it, it's just perfect timing. Um, they're, they're just, you know, their expectations, expectations of leaders so much higher than it was, uh, when I was a player and, and, and I'm proud 
uh, of this generation. And, and I, you know, when it happens, you just sit back and smile, you know, you, it, it's, it, it, it angers you, uh, but you know, that's been going on for years and, and now you just kind of go, okay, you know, it's not, you're not going to get away with it anymore and, and things have got to be different. And if you're not going to think different, uh, then you're not going to be successful. Um, you know, I think I saw just a, a TV deal hat was had over in, uh, Britain. Um, I, th- I think it was Britain, uh, with regard to a soccer team, um, you know, $10 million, whatever it was, you know, women have to be happy with whatever is given to them, but, um, it's, it's just not the way anymore. And, and, you know, those bargains are going to go away because I think women are understanding the, the, the value, their economic value and their places in society and their worth. Uh, and it's just, it's just a great time to watch these, these women lead. And the basketball is great. And let's talk more about that here in a second. We do want to thank Bonfi Home Services. They're sponsoring a number of programs across the network. Again, if you'd like to advertise with us, you can reach Karen at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Advertising slots are starting to really fill up now that we're into the better part of our economy and stimulus checks are out and everything else is good. So I recommend jumping on that. And if I haven't thanked them already, thank you to Brandon Morton for his producing, holding this thing all together. That's the other thing is that I really enjoy the quality of play. And Ellison, it's not the WNBA where it's, you know, the world's best players all concentrated on a dozen teams, but I enjoy the quality of play in the women's. And uh, I really love what, you know, one, we all, we talk about Paige Beckers all the time because she's great and she's young, but Caitlin Clark, uh, she has uh, just a tremendous knack about her ability to get off shots and passes uh, that you really, it's like, I, she's one of those players. She l- starts lining up a shot and say, well, she can't get that off. And then she makes it. <laughs> Yeah, she's incredible. I, I mean, I know, like you said, Paige, and I'm happy for Paige, you know, being from Minnesota. And, um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, Caitlin Clark's hype uh, needs to be uh, higher because uh, I, I just think her ability to not, not only score it, but to pass it, you know, those two things, she's, she's not one dimensional. Sometimes you worry about that. She's not one dimensional. And those two players, as they move through college, are going to get a lot of eyes on on the game and there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm each time that they play. And, uh, you know, there, there's some hope that, uh, in this tournament, perhaps that, uh, you will get, and I'm sure that the, uh, those that, that worked on, uh, the field of 64 probably had this in mind. Let, let's, you know, have this great storyline for ESPN. If it comes to fruition, you know, both teams can win, uh, you know, to have a matchup of, of Iowa uh, versus Connecticut. I think a lot of people are going to be tuned into that one. All right, I got to get back to a little outrage here. Uh, bad, bad week, bad weekend for men in uh, in women's sports. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal suggesting Candace Parker that the WNBA should lower its rims so more women could dunk. And I, you know, I, I've said it before. It's it's really more of an entertainment show than a basketball show or a thinker's show. But still, there's a point at which the ridiculousness needs to be called out and. The idea that women at this point with rising popularity, rising revenues and a great game should somehow alter their game. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll leave it to you. I don't even know what to say to it. Well, by the way, and not, not to mention it's coming from a guy who's got a daughter who can dunk Yeah, <laughs> uh, on, on the existing hype. Um, and, and so this is, you know, this is something, unfortunately we're faced with, you know, like, uh, dunk, or perhaps we should wear something different. That's more enticing to the male viewers. Uh, we've heard these things for years. Um, and, and, you know, the, the idea of lowering the rim while you could kind of make sense of the idea that they go, well, look, 
volleyball net is different or this is different in other sports that, that you can make a case. Uh, and we have some players that would like to, uh, you know, play, you know, be able to, to, to dunk. Um, and it's, you know, for us, the evolution of the athlete, it's going to be a while before we consistently have the size uh, and athleticism to do that. The same evolution that took place in the men's game, because that was not a part of the game in the 80s, the way that it is now. Uh, so the evolution has to occur. Um, but the fact that we just hold women to a different standard, and by the way, compare the women's game to the men's game, you know, we, we're, we're different. Um, you know, you just, it's unfortunate that that's uh, what we're faced with all the time. Um, and my biggest thing is that these same men that are asking for a lowered rim, when we, you know, if we were to go to that and watch women dunk, whatever we do isn't going to be good enough. The way that we dunk, uh, we don't do it quite right. This is how you should, you know, and so whatever it is, whatever we, you know, you know, try to do to, uh, quote, grow the game to appease these people and entertain these ideas, that's what you're going to be faced with. Um, you know, dunks aren't really a dunk when a woman does it. Uh, so I just think just avoid that altogether. It's not, you know, it's, the NBA and the WNBA are not the same. Uh, and we're, you know, we're in our own right where we're, there's value to each of what we do. Um, you know, I don't necessarily. And here's the other thing. You know, the dunking is overrated. Yes. Uh, obviously, All-Star Weekend, whatever. Um, you know, like here's Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Great, you know, um, great rookie, you know, all this hype or whatever. You're getting the guy to focus on the wrong things, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, lose a game, but but make a dunk. And that's all we talk about is he made a dunk. No, they lost the game. So, like, let's, you know, like, is there, is, like you said, entertainment value. Uh, you're talking about, you know, Shaquille's show, but then there's entertainment value uh, with the NBA that, you know, people like to celebrate an emphatic dunk at the end of a great play. I'm all for those things when you win the game. Uh, but to, to you know, like, kind of, you know, this banner for um, you know dunking but it really doesn't happen as often as you think the no. number of dunks in a game um, you know I mean so it's, it's a little bit overrated it's a little bit tired too I think um, you know and I also think that you know the women's game if you let it evolve the same way we uh, have let the men's game evolve it will get to a place where the 10 foot rim uh, will, will will be a different look for us um, I might argue that the men's game has outgrown their their 10 foot um, you know, the, the, and the court, the court being probably too small for them. I mean, when you have guys that are now just stepping over half court, you know, uh, yanking shots and it's easy for them, you start to kind of think that maybe the game is too easy for them and maybe they need a greater challenge for greater viewing pleasure. So, um, you know, I'm not surprised that, that, the uh, Shaq or, you know, even Charles would come up with something like that, or they would be proponents of that. And, um, and, and, you know, there, there are some women that would like, you know, maybe to see that or to experiment with that. And, um, I'm not against, you know, because a player would, would want that. That's certainly their right. Uh, I played nerf. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I dunked, I, I dunked over people and you know what that feels like. And, and, you know, it's a great feeling, but, uh, I think that when we talk about, you know, the games, you know, the, the, the NBA, the WNBA, like you said, especially right now, all the momentum that we have for the great product that we're putting on the court, um, our game is harder. Than, than the NBA, you know, because we don't have the ability, uh, you know, layups for us are harder than it is for guys that can be inches, you know, from where they're, where they're flying to, um, doesn't make our game less than it just makes our game different. Well, and my main objection is even if you can justify different si- height of rims, uh, as soon as you do that, then you're separating 
you're, you're saying, Absolutely. okay, you need more facilities, you need different facilities, you and all of a sudden, guess what? <laughs> the shooting the women's basketball court is going to be uh, exactly. Know, it's it's not going to be equal. It's not going to be treated equally. It's going to look like a workout room in San Antonio all of a sudden. All That's right, exactly we're going right. to we're, we're going to be talking again soon. We'll get to a lot more of this uh, for today. Let's end on a nice positive note. Dawn Staley reaches 500 vic- career victories. You know her from working with her at Team USA. Uh, just just tell me tell me something about Dawn Staley that the average person might not know. Yeah, I just wonder where the heck the time went because it wasn't too long ago. She and I were in Charlotte together uh, running through offenses. I was an assistant coach on the Charlotte Sting team that that she was the the lead guard of, the point guard or leader. Um, Dawn was was so much fun uh, to coach as a player. The game was simple for her, right, the the mental part of it. Uh, Dawn has a unique ability, something I strive for as a coach that, that I just haven't met yet, but she has a unique ability to um, see the very best in a player and focus on what they what they can do, uh, as opposed to sometimes we get locked in on what they can't do. Uh, and Dawn did that as a player. We had some players on the team that maybe coaches struggle with having on the floor, but Dawn wanted them on the floor. And when they were on the floor, uh, she would bring out the best in them. You know, if, if she recognized that, hey, they're not going to do this for you like the way you want it, but they are going to do this if I call this play and I lob this to this place. Um, and so she had this ability to make them feel good about themselves. And uh, I'm quite sure that those things happen as a coach. And, um, you know, I'm sure she's probably wondering where the time went as she's you know, recently celebrated, uh, I think, her 50th birthday. And um, I can't believe it's 500 wins. I know hmm. she's been so good uh, at Temple in South Carolina, but it takes a long time to accrue 500 wins. And so I know I had this moment of like, oh, my goodness, have she been coaching that long? She's been that good. Um, but, but you have to coach uh, a few years to get to 500 and, uh, um, you know, she's halfway there, you know, to, to reach, uh, you know, that, that, that pedestal of, uh, of where Pat Summit has, has led, uh, some coaches and, and she's making the game better say that the, the Dawn Staley's of the world, uh, if you want to, if you want to win, you gotta, you have to, you know, raise your game, raise your level of program, the things that she has done for that South Carolina program Look at what it was prior to her arrival. Uh, now she has a, a statue of one of her greatest players out there, and uh, and and she is uh, the model in the SEC and now nationally, which is really incredible. It's great stuff. Uh, any other topics you want to get to today, Cheryl? No, I'm good. We we can we can. We'll continue the conversation later in the week. Uh, Maybe we'll get David Barry on. I love having him on the show. Once again, thank you to everyone who has sponsored the program, everyone who listens, uh, recommend us, spread the word. Uh, This is a great show, and it's done a lot for our network. So thank you to Cheryl. Thank you to Brandon, and we will talk to you soon. If your furnace or boiler isn't keeping up with cold weather, call Bonfee. They have regular rates from 7 in the morning to 10 at night. There is always a live person to take your call 24-7. Bonfee technicians are trained and certified. Their trucks are stocked with parts so they can get your heating system up and running again quickly and right. If your furnace and boiler is on its last leg and needs to be replaced, Bonfee can install a new one for you. Installations can happen as soon as the same day. Bonfia is a family-owned and operated business, been in business since 1993, licensed, bonded, insured. Any equipment Bonfia installs comes with a lifetime warranty. You'll never have to worry about your heating system again for as long as you live in the home. If your heating system needs service or needs to be replaced, better call Bonfi. Save $200 off a new furnace or boiler installation when you tell the folks at Bonfi you heard about it from John Krasinski.